Welcome to Of Sound Mind and Spirit. I'm Shelley. And I'm Lisa. We're sisters walking together on a journey of faith. We're not perfect. And we definitely don't have all the answers. We're inviting you to walk with us as we explore ways we can better know and grow in our faith together. together. Welcome back to another episode of Of Sound Mind and Spirit. Hi, Shelly. Hey, Lisa. How's it going? <laughs> it's going just fine today. How about you? <laughs> it's good. It's a beautiful day here, and uh, I'm excited to spend a little time outside and uh, soak up some of that sunshine. Today on the podcast, we're looking forward to talking about one of our favorite ways to know and grow in our faith and to spend time with God because, as we've said, that's very important on this journey that we're on together. So today's topic is spiritual reading. Woohoo! <laughs> Most people hear reading and they either cheer enthusiastically because they love books and love reading. Or they groan and want to hit stop on this podcast right now. Well, I guess you know where I stand. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think we know. You love reading. And um, there was a time, I, I do love reading, but there was a time when I was that person who groaned. And I didn't really love reading as an adult. I think that um, the busy schedules, the kids work, just life kind of gets in the way of the time and the opportunity to sit and be quiet and read. Also, really, years of reading in school, being forced to read, to learn, and not really picking what you wanted to read, I think that just kind of sucked the love of reading out of me. I'd forgotten that it, you could just read for enjoyment. <laughs> See, and I had the opposite experience from you, so... <laughs> It, it's strange. We're both sisters and we have such different perspectives on this, right. on this topic. <laughs> on every topic, Shelley, let's be honest. <laughs> well, as I talked about in the first episode, I really discovered spiritual reading uh, really in my early 30s when I had little bitty, a baby and a toddler. And uh, it took me years to get through my first spiritual book. So I'm not, I did not excel, but it really helped draw me closer to my faith and it, and it lit a fire in me to want to learn more and experience more of my faith. So spiritual reading has become an important part of my faith life. And as a side note, I think it's really inspired me to read for enjoyment more. So I'm, I'm now on the reading train. So woo me. So, well, differently, I love to read for knowledge, you know, for context. I enjoyed reading in college and in grad school to get all that context right and I think it really started very early in childhood because I loved reading do you remember those little arch books that were bible stories yes. we read as a child and we had um, some that had records yeah do you remember that and we would listen to them that. read it to us the first yes. audiobooks records <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought of that Lisa you are so right mom bought those all the time well, I think that reading those Bible stories is what led me to reading biographies in elementary school. I used to read lots of biographies in elementary school. And I think that fed my interest in studying history. I even studied the Bible in a humanities class in high school of all places. And that's kind of where I got a lot of 
seeing the Bible as history or the history of our of our relationship with God, I suppose you would say. Mm -hmm. And so I see spiritual reading as an opportunity to grow in my knowledge and what I know about God and learn more about him. And so even now, sometimes while I'm reading, I guess you could say God speaks to me through various teachings and things that I read. Mm -hmm. And I love spiritual reading now because it gives me the opportunity for him to reveal himself and tell me that there's something that he wants me to take away from that moment. And I wish I could say it lasts forever, but sometimes <laughs> that lesson just kind of lasts for that moment. And other times... Isn't that a cool moment? Yes. Yes. And while some of them I don't remember, other mm -hmm. times I find that some of those messages actually take root. Mm -hmm. And they grow in me and stay with me. And I find myself thinking about them even later. I love that. I would say for me, uh, spiritual reading for, and, and I'm not, let me clarify something real fast. So when we talk about, we're talking about spiritual reading today, we're not saying spiritual reading is in place of scripture reading. And, and of course, read the scriptures, read the Bible. We're talking about other types of spiritual reading that we enjoy. So I just, I don't want to throw, throw that caveat out there. For me, I discovered, I, I didn't realize this going in, but like I discovered that my spiritual reading in the morning when I get up and I, after I would get the kids off to school and I have my little cup of coffee, it's a, it's a big cup, let me be honest. It's a big cup of coffee. And I would sit in my comfy chair and open a devotional, usually do scripture reading, open a devotional, and then pick up another book. And what I found was that time, that sitting that was my be still and know God. That was my opening of prayer because what I would find is it would get my, I would say my mind busy, but it would, I would open and sure enough, there'd be some message or something that would fill me that day of, of what I, like you said, like I felt God wanted me to hear something. And, um, I love that. It would clear my mind of the clutter and busyness by focusing in on what the author was writing and the message of the author in scripture. I mean, in spiritual reading is, is God and, and growing in um, love of Christ. I love that you and I have that same experience of God in reading faith books, faith-based books, spiritual mm -hmm. reading, whatever you want to call it. And even though we both approach it from two different points of view. <laughs> I, yeah. I think that's really powerful. Yeah, it's, it is funny. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to share about this was because for the people who groan at the idea of reading, there's, there's just so much. It, it's not a one size fits all kind of a category. I think of, like I said, for me, this type of spiritual reading, um, and we're going to talk about the different types of spiritual reading in a minute, but for me, the different types of spiritual reading, it is prayer. It invites me to meditate, to ponder, to reflect. Um, I do a lot of writing and journaling during this time. Sometimes I just sit there and cry <laughs> or it ends up being, I put the book down and I end up just praying. Okay, I have a question for you. Uh -huh. Are you one of those types of people that underlines in your books? Oh my gosh. Or do you keep a separate journal to write it down in? Yes, in all the things. I <laughs> underline, I star, I circle, I dog ear, and I write in a journal. That's funny. I even take, I never, oh, and I take pictures. I take I've pictures of pages. Yes. 
I've done that because I never was the person that underlined in books until you just can't do it. You can't write in it. Oh, it took me a long time to think of a book as something I could write in and and it'd be disposable, so to speak, if you know what I mean. And then um, recently got most of my books are starting to come in now in Kindle and I'll find myself highlighting, but then I don't remember to go back and look at that. (laughs) Okay. But now here's another question for you. Mm -hmm. How many books are you currently reading right now? Can I check my Goodreads? (laughs) I think it's seven. (laughs) I, I'm impressed I read you put them books. in your Goodreads. Yeah, I always put them. I always put them in my Goodreads, so that way I hate to say that way. I know I remember what I'm reading, but and where I am because I mark my page numbers in there. My daughter is getting Kindle books on my Amazon account, and something in it she has it automatically post to my Goodreads that I'm reading the book, oh. and I'm not reading the book. My daughter's reading the book. <gasps> that that would I, no, I couldn't deal with that. That'd and be we hard. have very different tastes. <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason I read so many, I know a lot of people, a lot of my friends are like, how do you read so many books? Really, the book I pick up depends on my mood. Some days, it's just, I don't know, you know how it is. Like every day is different. Time of day is different where you're, you know, and I keep books in multiple places. I know that sounds weird. No, I'm mentally picturing your house and mine. And And you you know, I've got, Books are stacked up by... Every chair in right. the house. <laughs> in my car. I always keep a book in my car and one on my bed table. What I what I love about these and what helps me is how they make me feel. That sounds so touchy-feely. But how they make me feel really affects like how I read them and how I internalize them. Of course, because reading a book is an emotional connection. Mm-hmm. If the author can't make you feel connected to the story or to the information, then you're going to lose interest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are times I'll pick up like <laughs> if it's a rainy day and I'm home and don't have anything to do, I'll, I'll, like, I'll go to my bookcase and pick up like three different new books and go sit on the couch and then just start each of them and see which one speaks to me that day. Okay. that's I know that's like too much information. No, but... I do that too. I didn't know you did it. That's yeah. funny. But I I wrote down some um, ways, like how I read a book. So you want to hear about that? How you read a book? Sure. Go ahead. Tell me. Depending on how it makes me feel and stuff. So the first one is one about reading it slow. There are some spiritual books that you just, you read it really slow because you want to savor it. You want to spend time contemplating it, turning it over in your mind and really pondering it. And for me, one of those recent books was This Present Paradise by Claire Dwyer, and it's relatively short chapters. And I was so tempted to read multiple chapters in a day, and I wouldn't. I stopped myself from doing it because I wanted I wanted to really think about what I just read in that short chapter. So I would force myself not to keep reading because it was it just it just got my mind going in all of these wonderful ways. Oh, I have one of those. I know exactly what you're talking about. For me, it was Interior Freedom by Father Jacques Philippe. Mm-hmm. It was just as you described. You'd, you'd get into it and you'd be a sentence and you'd literally just sit <laughs> and think about what you just read. And it took forever to read this very small book. <laughs> yeah, I've read one of his. I haven't read that one. I've read one of his other books and had the same experience. Okay, I also have some that I've read very fast like on my couch one day, read the whole book because it just, 
like a gut punch of emotions and you're having mm. all of these revelations, it really like hits you where you need that day and it's intense and it's like all consuming. I just, I have to have this experience, all of it right now. Oh, and I've got one or two of those myself. The one I want to mention to you though is one called Finding Sanctuary and it's by Jennifer Hubbard. She's a mom who lost a daughter in Sandy Hook and it was the most intense gut punch of emotions, what you just said. <laughs> um, it was, that first chapter was probably the hardest ugly cry I've ever done and I really did not want to read the book but I kept being drawn to it and the journey through it just there was nothing else to say I don't I don't know how how else to phrase it I love that I love that you didn't shy away from it that it was that um and you've never read it you I have not it. read it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my next one I say it's like you're reading like you're spending time with a dear friend so emotionally comforting you want to just sit and and get to know them you want to visit with them daily and you do that through reading a little bit every day and because it's just such a, a like a warm experience and then you, you you spend time extra time thinking about them and for me one of those was letters to my lord and in, uh, intimate conversations with christ and it was father daniel a lord wrote it and it actually it's not a recent book but it was it was new to me and the book is letters he wrote letters to oh. letters to my lord he actually sat and wrote letters and so every day is i mean every chapter is a different letter and and so for that one it actually inspired me to write my own letters Ooh, to god and i like so, that idea but i loved it i i gave a copy to our dad no you didn't <laughs> yeah he has it i i love it just like i said it just it was just this it just gave me so much comfort and surrounding feeling of love to read this book. Oh, wow. I don't, nothing comes to mind for me on that one. Sorry. <laughs> Put me on That's the spot okay. there. <laughs> okay. And one I know you'll have a lot of comment on is education. So books that you read that you take so many notes and you're underlining and everything because you're just learning and you're, you and I both love learning. And then you find yourself self-inspired to put their words into action in your life. So those are the ones that I have the underlines and the I've, I've written all these things. And I would say, I can't think, I'll, I'll think of it in just a second, that I can't think of the proper title of this book, so you go. <laughs> well, anything by Edward Shree, for starters. Uh, there was a book we did in a book club called Surrender, The Life-Changing Power of Doing God's Will by Father Larry Richards. And that one, I remember underlining nonstop in there. Right now we're reading Father Michael Gately's The Second Greatest Story Ever Told. And you want to talk about learning as a history major. I'm fascinated by the contextual connections between Sister Faustina, St. Faustina, and the Divine Mercy, and then the connections with Our Lady of Fatima and St. John Paul II. And this is a must read. It's just mind-blowing how much information there is that connects even to the present day. Yeah, you've told me about that one. That one sounds really fascinating. So I found I found the book title that uh, for me, it was Spiritual Warfare and the Discernment of Spirits uh, by Dan Burke. And I actually have it in my stack uh, to read it again. <laughs> oh. I read it two years ago and I, I want to read it again because I took so many notes and uh, things that I wanted to implement 
into my own life. And then I started telling everyone else about it. And so <laughs> I need to go back and, and read it again. Okay, the next one is Joyful. That some books you just fills you up with such joy and love of Christ because for me this is a lot of lives of saints because you there's just so much goodness and it fills me with hope for mankind and I I the joy comes from seeing how God is still working through people in our midst so I would relate this more towards um recent saints or blessed or servant of gods and and people who are like I said in our own timeline so reading books uh, I'm trying to think Mother Teresa you know comes to mind um and then I, I oh oh the uh, the letters I can't think of the book name the letters from Saint Zelie Martin to Lewis Martin um the parents of Saint Therese to read their letters to each other and just see their faith and their love come out through their daily mundane kind of letters that they wrote to family members was just, I don't know, it just made me, made me smile, made me be happy. Well, I'm going to have to borrow one of those. I can't think of a book that left me feeling joyful, not off the top of my head right now. I mean, there are books that have brought me a a deep, a deep personal prayer, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, And I find those occasionally in those journal meditations you know that mm-hmm. you get for either advent or lent i had one one year called rejoice by father mark toops it was an advent meditation with mary and it was from ascension press and that year i actually journaled in the book i wrote in the book and it left me with just a a really positive joyful connection i'll, mm-hmm. I'll use joyful there for you <laughs> <laughs> i like that well, so as we just kind of um, alluded to, there's lots of kinds of spiritual books. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really just as varied as the authors, as the individuals, as there's just something for everybody. And um, a lot of them give you a glimpse of um, the author's relationship with Christ. You know what we should do? We should create a recommendation list. Not not just that, like, favorites of ours, but maybe I'll list with these, but also including books that have made a difference or impacted our spiritual lives, because that's what we're talking about, is how reading impacts our spiritual life. So what do you think? Think we should make a list and put it in the show notes? Oh, yeah, that'd be great. We could get a list of everything that we've read and really love, and people can look at it there and get some ideas and see what calls out to them. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And one that you might want to put on there is a story of a soul, which is the autobiography of St. Therese of Lisieux. I know you told me Mm -hmm. you had read it before Mm -hmm. and I read a biography about her years ago, but sometime in this past year, I finally listened to her autobiography as an audio book. It was on Hallow, the app. Mm -hmm. I thought it was just for prayers, but they started putting audio books on that as well. And that counts as reading, right? Completely. I I know um, many, many friends who don't physically open a book and read it, but they listen on audiobooks. And I say wherever, it's, it's not about whether or not you're using your eyeballs or your ears. It's about the information and the connection and the, and the experience that you have while you're getting this information. So yes, of course, audiobooks work. 
That's great because I listen to a lot of audiobooks in my car. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what? We um I had a I've, I've had two friends gift me copies of uh, Introduction to the Devout Life by uh, St. Francis de Sales. And I, I did struggle. They were two different translations, actually. And I struggled reading them, but I have done much better listening to them. So sometimes it's it's just in how you get the information, right? Whether you're listening or you're reading. Um, you know what we should do? We have a link for a free 30-day trial for Audible. And Audible is the audiobook division of Amazon. And so we will put that in the show notes because they have been adding more and more spiritual books to their library. And, you know, I just, I would encourage people to give it a try. I saw that one of my favorite spiritual books that I mentioned earlier, This Present Paradise, she, um, she posted or shared lately that it was added to Audible. So I'm going to go over there and listen to it as, uh, as I can do it while I'm walking. I actually have never used Audible. I've always used uh, the local library for my audio books. Well, that's a great <laughs> but, option too. But not a lot of spiritual books turn up in my local library. There are a few authors and a few titles, but not a not a not as big of a variety and selection as what you're describing over on Audible. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure somebody is listening to us who's going. Yeah, all sounds great. How do I make this happen in my life? <laughs> Reading spiritual books. How do I do it? You mean without getting distracted? <laughs> well, it, 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 it's a habit like anything else. Um, new, new habits if you're not used to reading. Or maybe you're used to reading um, beach reads, you know, chiclet, uh, you know, paperback fiction, which I also really love. So we did assemble a few tips to help getting into the habit. All right, Lisa, let's have our tips. All right, you know me. I love a good list and tip list. Uh, the first for me is to find a, a regular spot to make it a habit. I have um, two chairs in my breakfast room that look out the windows, and that's where I sit, and I drink my coffee, and I have my stack of books next to it, and I do rotate my stack. And it's comfortable, and it's relatively quiet. I have a spot to put my coffee cup, and um, I will go in there and sit. Yeah, I have seen your kitchen little side chair table. It's really, really cute. You might have to post a picture someday on social <laughs> and share it with people. I can do that. Um, I won't because I'm that person that just kind of reads wherever I am. But as we already mentioned, I usually keep books now on my Kindle in addition to the stack of hard copies or regular copies. But I, you used to tell me about how you always kept a book in the car mm -hmm. so that when you were in carpool line or sports practice, and I remembered that that inspired me when I was working full time, I would make it a point to go to work early and I would sit in the parking garage and I purposefully picked a spot where there was a light overhead <laughs> and, and I would sit and read my daily devotional in the car before I got out and walked into the office. Um, because once I got in there, there wasn't reading opportunity and mm -hmm. yeah so that's when I would make my best time to read and now it's it, it makes me feel almost lazy when I am home and I stop what I'm doing and, and pick up a book and read so mm -hmm. um, it's still a challenge for me to find a, a regular spot so I like that mm -hmm. tip I'm gonna have to find one here in this house <laughs> <laughs> well and the second tip is always have a journal or a device because I take notes on my phone, something 
with you because it, when you're in, I'm going to say when, not if, when you're inspired, when you hear um, something that God wants you to learn or, or to, to take to heart or to ponder, you're going to want to write it down keep it somewhere. So whether maybe it's sticky notes, I, like I said, I keep notes on my phone. I have a journal. I, I'm probably should like organize my notes, but anyway, <laughs> everywhere I have to, I just, I, that's how I, um, internalize information is writing it down. Yeah. And I've mentioned, I, I underline in books now, and I know I have written in journals before, but that doesn't mean that I remember to go back and revisit it. And <laughs> so now you're inspiring me to okay, maybe I should go back and revisit that. Maybe that's a podcast topic for another day is what to do with all of these. <laughs> yes. If somebody mm, else figures it out, they should let right. us know. <laughs> that's exactly right. I was like, we'll record that. I do not that. have the, all the answers. <laughs> we'll record that when we figure it out. <laughs> Don't hold your breath. Yeah. Um, the next one is to remember that sometimes, well, for me, the first five to 10 minutes of sitting down can be really difficult. So... When I first sit down or first crack open that book, my mind is going a million miles a minute because that's how I work. And it takes me, it, it takes me a few minutes to like take that deep breath and to read and to kind of get into the moment. That's the most difficult part. And so I have to remind myself to keep going. And sometimes I'll have a time set, not actually an alarm, but I'll say, okay, I have 20 minutes right now. Um, I never say just five or 10 because like I said, it, <laughs> it takes me a few minutes to get going. And I do the same thing. I read an adoration a lot and I do the same thing. When I first open that book or I first, I have to give myself that moment to calm down, to settle, to take that breath and then have the experience. You, it's not lightning. It doesn't happen that fast. I think that tip actually applies good to a lot of different things because as you were saying it, especially going into adoration and reading a faith-based or spiritual or scripture-based book, I found myself thinking about the rosary. Sometimes when I sit down to pray the rosary, that first five to 10 minutes, it's only 20, 25 minutes, <laughs> that, that, that first decade sometimes takes me the whole time to settle down and stick with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I will say another hard one is um, starting a new book. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, gosh, it's like I think of books as, you know, these experiences, right? Sometimes you just don't know. You've never read this author. You've never read this style. So it, you have to give yourself the grace to get into it. But then also know that maybe you're not going to get into that book. It's there, true. There have been enough books that I I read a chapter or two and I just have to say, and I'm not going to name any books, <laughs> but I have to say, you know what? This isn't meant for me, whether it's my, my, my season of life. Maybe it's just what I'm going through at the moment. I'm not making a connection with this book and, and there it's okay not to love every book. It really is. There's so many books out there. It's simply okay. Put it down, pass it on to a friend, um, donate it. If your parish has a lending library or, donate it, you know, just whatever, but put it down, pick up a different one. <laughs> oh, that is a good tip. Yeah. You and I both talked about this. Find a book club. We're both in small groups that read faith-based spiritual mm -hmm. reading together. I know you've invited me to yours and I've come once or twice, <laughs> but we, we both do have our own groups that we're involved with. But I find that being in a book club, 
is really good for motivation and accountability. Mm. And it helps me find titles that to read that I might not have chosen or picked mm -hmm. up for myself. And so that's what I mean by that accountability and motivation. I've been in a secular book club and read books I would not have chosen. <laughs> and what was missing for me was finding, in addition, I mean, I, I do like my book club, but finding one that's a, a faith-based small group you get all these fantastic ideas. I mean, they see things in a way that maybe I didn't connect with. And, the, and so we kind of, we kind of inspire and feed each other. Mm -hmm. And you find yourself reading going, oh my gosh, I underlined that too. And oh, next yeah. thing you know, you're spending 30 minutes talking about the same thing. I know. I love it. I love it. You know, I've had, I've been in small group spiritual reading groups for a long, long time. I absolutely love it. One of the things I, I do love about spiritual reading, uh, you gave this to me, and it's from Barb Shushkevitz. She has a little book called The Handy Little Guide on Prayer. And you shared with me a quote she had called, reading even a sentence or two can light a prayerful spark. And I thought that was beautiful. Mm -hmm. It goes right back to what you and I were saying at the beginning of this podcast, which is, Sometimes you read a sentence and you're just captivated and you have to sit and rest with it. And you said it was like a prayer. Mm -hmm. I do. I love that. And I do highly recommend that little book too. Well, this has been fun. I think we should wrap up because I have a lot of reading to do. <laughs> <laughs> You've just reminded me of what I need to go do. How many books I have in my stack. Well, anyone listening to us today is going to know where to go. So y'all come and visit our show notes for our reading recommendations. Thank you for listening to us share and obsess about spiritual reading. You can tell that it is something that we are very passionate about and that we truly believe helps us grow closer to God. We encourage everyone to do it. Whether you're reading a digital book, you're reading a physical book, or you're listening to an audio book, we just encourage you to try it out. Turn this habit into something that really will um, increase your faith. As we said earlier, we're going to put a list of books that have really impacted our spiritual life in the show notes. You can find them on the blog soundmindandspirit.com. We'll also include that link to the free trial of Audible, and we encourage you to check it out if you want to try out listening to audiobooks, or maybe you love them, but you've never joined Audible. Take advantage of that 30-day free trial. Let us know how it works for you. And of course, send us a message. Let us know what you're reading. <laughs> I know we don't, we, we have enough books that I, I'm always, always, always looking for new books and new authors, new spirituality, something to learn, consume. So send us a message on the blog, on social media, wherever you can find us. Let us know what you recommend. All right, Shelly, anything else you want to say about reading? <laughs> oh, we could talk about it all day, but I think we it's could. time to go. <laughs> it's time to go read. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We will see you here next week. <laughs>